doing this morning? Hey, awesome. I'm happy with awesome. Uh, You too, Michael. I am really excited to be here this morning. We are dedicating this service to Thanksgiving. So uh, let me actually start by asking you a couple of questions. uh, There's this one. What is the chief end of man or humanity? What is the chief end of man? <laughs> well, for, for those of you who are historians, there's actually a correct answer to this. This question is from the Westminster Confession. It's written about 500 years ago. And the answer is the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. <laughs> that, that, that's, what you, that's what Lynn was about to say. Um, we've, we've talked a little bit over the past couple of weeks about this um, dual aspect to being human, that we are priests and kings. We are called to glorify God as king, but also gather up the joy and the celebration, the worship of all creation and bring that back to God. We submit to Jesus as Lord. We glorify God. And we enjoy the gifts of being his children. We enjoy him forever. So that glorifying part of the equation, I think we are pretty good at as uh, Christians. We talk a lot about the character of God, theology around who he is. We speak about what it means to glorify him, to follow him. To, we talk about ethics. So my second question is, How's your theology of joy? Do you have a clear understanding of what it means to enjoy God? Maybe have a chat to the people around you. Is joy something that you have a theology on? Enjoying God? Have a chat for a minute. I know. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you back a little bit. I hope, I actually hope that you've got a really great theology of joy. I also hope that there's some room for growth on that because part of what we're doing this morning is leaning into this idea of joy. Um, do you know that $17 billion are spent on advertising in Australia each year? That's, uh, that's a lot. Uh, it's... One of the things about advertising is every single dollar of that money is spent trying to make people unhappy with who they are and with what they have. There's this great force around us that is um, encouraging us to not be thankful. Don't be negative. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you've got to pe- speak positivity into reality, I think. Um, the call of the gospel is to enjoy God and be thankful to him forever And we live in a world that fights against that. Uh, This is what Psalm 95 says. It says, 
Come, let us sing to joy, sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Um, in Thessalonians, Paul says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Like that theology of joy, God's will for you is to give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks to the Lord for his good, his love endures forever. Uh, as it says in the old hymn, his mercy is new every morning. We have so many things to be thankful for. But there is this pressure, this force that is pushing against us that encourages us not to be thankful. Uh, a bit like kids, we find it easier to focus on what we lack rather than the generous um, goodness that we have. Uh, if you want to uh, do an experiment on this, actually, uh, there's a very simple experiment that you can do if you have more than one child. Um, on the way home today, go home and uh, on your way, stop and buy the most decadent cake that you can find. Uh, if you're really committed to the experiment and you want to start from first principles, um, bake the cake yourself when you get home. Make an amazing cake and tell your children that you have spontaneously decided to get a cake for no reason whatsoever other than you want to be generous and you want to bless them. And then what I would like you to do is cut the cake but make one slice slightly smaller than the rest and see what happens. If your kids are anything like my kids, like um, the majority of kids in the world, I think, uh, instead of focusing on the fact that they get cake when they shouldn't normally, they will focus on who gets the smaller piece. Uh, I, this, as a parent, this is one of the most frustrating things that happens to me. I, I think I've shared that story before of, you know, saying to the kids, would you like some ice cream? And they say yes, and then I get them some ice cream and they spend the whole time arguing about who's got the biggest ice cream. It's so sad to watch. As a, as a parent, it, uh, it makes me so sad that me being generous is a cause for argument. But I'm, I'm actually sadder for them. <laughs> Neil's laughing because he's witnessed this firsthand many times. Um, I, worse for them, because instead of just enjoying a piece of cake or an ice cream, they spend the whole time getting angry or complaining, and they don't actually enjoy it at all. Why is it that we focus on what we lack rather than what we have? Um, choosing to focus is kind of the uh, main message of this morning. This morning we're going to choose to focus on thankfulness because the opposite, to choose to focus on lack, leads to bitterness and sorrow and ultimately sin and death. If, if you think I'm being a bit over the top with that, think back to the Garden of Eden and what Adam and Eve chose to focus on. They had the entire garden, and instead of focusing on that, they focused on the one thing that God said, don't touch this because it's not good for you. And they didn't enjoy it. Lack of thankfulness leads us away from God. On the flip side of that, 
Thankfulness is the gateway to faith and life. When we are thankful, we enter into the blessings and the promise and the life of God. So this morning we're choosing thankfulness. We're going to focus on the goodness of God and recount his blessings. Uh, It's going to be a bit uh, different because it's going to be a little bit more interactive this morning. So lean into it and enjoy it. Um, We are going to focus on this truth that God is good, that he has blessed us. Uh, I want to read to you again from Psalm 100 that Bex shared at the start. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This morning we are remembering that. Not as something off distant in the future that will come, but something that we have experienced and do experience every day and including today. We live in the constant goodness and faithfulness of God. God has given us this world to enjoy and he's commanded us to rest and enjoy it. God is like a good father. God is our eternally good father who wants us to enjoy the good things that he's provided us with. So the Bible offers this invitation, come and enjoy, receive life, receive grace that is overflowing. Step into the abundant life of God and be thankful. When we receive God's goodness as thankfulness, when we're humble enough to receive an undeserved gift, it enables us to live as we truly should. It enables us to live as generous, loving people of God. Often we get it backwards. Often we think that if I do the thing and work hard enough, then God will bless me. Rather than realising that God is good, he is generous, he blesses us abundantly, and because of that, we are free to live good lives. Because God has given, we can give. Because he is generous, we can trust. We don't need to hold on to what we have a good friend of mine likes to say that God made us to be pipes, not tanks. We're meant to be like pipes that freely receive blessing at one end and then give it out at the other end, rather than feeling like we have to be tanks who hold on to goodness for ourselves. We're meant to be pipes, not tanks. That's how we're called to live. Um, I'm, as I was preparing this week, I, I came across this story from the Babylonian Talmud. So the Jewish teaching that was written while the exiles were in Babylon. So the um, traditions of the elders that Jesus talked about, this is one of those traditions that they had while they were living in Babylon. And in it were instructions. And the Babylonian Talmud instructed the Jewish people living in Babylon to every time they received something good, to before they partook in it, to bless God. Sorry, that word partook was a bad choice of word. (laughs) Every time they participated in something that was good, they were were to say a blessing to God. I, I love that idea. What a great reminder. It was this understanding that any good thing that we have 
is a gift from God, that all good things come from him. It is only by his grace that we can receive them. It's nothing that we have done. It's the goodness of God uh, in action. Uh, I was reminded of this passage from James. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. So um, we're going to spend some time in thankfulness now. We're focusing on God's overflowing, undeserved, constant goodness to us. Uh, So uh, last week I asked people to bring things along that represent things that they're thankful for. We've got a few up the front already. If you have brought something, I would love you to come and place it on the piano or out on the baptistry. If you haven't brought something, that's okay. There's some pens and papers there, um, some sticky notes and some pens. I would love you to go grab a sticky note and write something down that you're thankful for. Or if you want to take the path of resistance, open up your phone and find a photo that represents something that you are thankful for. So um, if you could do that and then chat with someone around you who isn't from your family about what they've brought and what they're thankful for. So we're going to give you a couple of minutes to do that. There'll be some music playing in the background, I think. Yep. Hi, everyone. Um... It's kind of really cool the way God works and brings things to people's minds because as I was putting the prayer together this morning, I was thinking of a scripture and a scripture came to mind and it's the third time that we're going to mention this scripture this morning and it's from Psalm 100. Um, so three separate people have you know, come up with this this morning and it says, shout, to the, um, shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pastures. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Let's come into a time of prayer. Um, Like Gav, I'm actually going to open it up. Um, But I just want you to, if you've got something that you want to be thankful for, just one word. Just one word. Um, just call it out and after the appropriate amount of awkward silence I'll um, (laughs) I'll finish up and um, and lead us in a a group prayer so let's just pray to Lord with our thanksgiving
Lord, we thank you for everything that you are. We thank you for everything that you give us. We thank you that we get to live in a place where we can publicly stand up and declare that you are our Lord. We thank you for the gift of family. Lord, we thank you for simple things in life like laughter. We thank you for the sun, for the rain. We thank you for the world that you have entrusted us to care for. Lord, we thank you that right now, people all over this city, this state, this country are gathering together in a similar fashion to us, singing praises to you, reading your word, praying to you. Lord, we thank you for people all over the world who get to do this as well. Lord, we thank you that in the United States, Lord, that um, with a decision coming soon about the presidency, that things can move forward in that country. Uncertainty and just have some stability. Lord, we thank you for our leaders here in our church, here in our city, our state and our country. And Lord, we pray that you would bless them with wisdom as they decide on the best ways to move forward as they navigate difficult landscapes with politics, economy, coronavirus. Lord, we pray that you would give them wisdom and courage to do what is right and not necessarily what is easy. Lord, we thank you for our church here. We thank you for the community around us here in Glen Osmond. We thank you for the blessings that you've bestowed upon us here. We thank you for the way that we've seen you move in this church in the last 12 months. Lord, we pray as we come into a new year that we would continue to see you move, that you would continue to lay paths of opportunity before us. And Lord, that we would have the courage and the boldness to stand up and seize those opportunities. That we would stand with strength and declare that you are our Lord and that we're here to share that good news. Lord, accept all our thanks and all our praise for what you've done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole of creation for the beauty of this world and for the wonder of life. We thank you for the blessings of family and friends, for the loving care which surrounds us. We thank you for setting us tasks that demand us to stand up and do things better. But Lord, we also thank you for challenges that sometimes we don't meet and the way we learn from those the resilience that grows above all Lord though we thank you for your son Jesus we thank you for the example for life that he has set before us we thank you for the sacrifice 
that led to redemption and salvation. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your spirit. We thank you that we have this connection with you where we can just come before you and not only come before you in times of need, but we celebrate with you in in times of joy, in times of abundance. We, Lord, we thank you that in all times you are with us. In all times you are providing peace and reassurance and strength. And we give you thanks for that and in all things. In Jesus' name. Amen. I was, uh, I was listening to a guy by the name of Jürgen Moltmann this week, and uh, he spoke about happiness and joy. He said, hope is anticipated joy, and anxiety is anticipated fear. I thought, that's such a, a profound thought. Uh, we, we've come together in hope this morning. We've come to celebrate God's present goodness to us. But I'm, I'm conscious that we also come, some of us, with same anxiety, with things that aren't quite right. Uh, one of the uh, incredible promises of the gospel is that we can have joy in all circumstances. This is Jesus um, talking about his ministry. This is from the Nazareth sermon. He quoted a passage from Isaiah, and this is what he quoted, quoted. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. I just wanted to remind you this morning, for those of you who... When we came to be thankful, either struggled or had something else that you were bringing that half of you was thankful, but there's this other part that's holding on to something. In Jesus, we have hope. We have the anticipation of goodness. The fullness of God and his goodness has been revealed to us. So no matter what circumstances we experience, no matter what is going on, because of the work of Jesus, we can choose thankfulness here and now. Uh, in Romans it says, What shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, how will he not, along with him, graciously give us all things? I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Last week... Uh, we shared a message from Revelation that there's this dual message in the book of Revelation. Yes, in this world, there is evil and there are things that are not right. Jeff uh, prayed about the lessons that God teaches us through hard times and there is a truth to that, but there's also a truth that there are things in this world that are just plain evil and are not the way that they should be. There is suffering that should not be here. 
And in Revelation, it kind of gave us this image of evil fighting against the people of God and his purposes. But then it gave us the flip side that Jesus is actually Lord, that he has overcome and that he is coming to set things right and that we can have absolute confidence in that. You can draw a line from revelation to joy and anticipated goodness. God will make right. Uh, Melody Beattie, she said this, she said, Thankfulness turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion into clarity. It makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Gratitude, choosing to express thanks for the goodness of God that we have seen in Jesus Christ, that is coming at the end of time. Gratitude is the gateway to the kingdom of God. Salvation is by faith. Faith in Jesus, that God is good, he is for us, and he will not be against us. And that faith is expressed in thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the way that we take hold of that faith in Jesus. Despite everything that's happening in the world, in fact, because of it, we will choose to be thankful. I'm just going to uh, finish up by reading a psalm, and I'm going to read this as a prayer. Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we just thank you that you have overcome. Father, that you have given us all things in Jesus Christ. We um, are your heirs. We have confidence that you will make right. Thank you that we can wait in patience. Thank you that we can take hold of this promise. Thank you that you uh, grant us the desires of our hearts. Thank you for your goodness, even in the midst of uncertainty and struggle with everything that is happening in the world at the moment, that you are good, that you are faithful, and we can be thankful to you. Amen.